This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. My name's Chris Billet. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. There we go, anyway. Uh, all of preamble is good preamble. <laughs> the headphones looking a bit wacky. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm just are getting the sound set up. Uh, have you been warm? Oh, very much so. As you know, I do work in the kitchen. I've uh, been working today, then I take it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thankfully, you know, you get compensated. Like, there's ice cream around. There's, you know, there's cold drinks in a fridge at all times. So you know, yeah. there are, you know, there are benefits to it as well. It's not sort of the worst place in the world to be. But how are you coping with the heat, man? Um, I mean, it's okay. I've only been out briefly to do some work. Um, it is warm, but, you know, it's handleable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's rough and it's it's hard being sweaty all the time but yeah you know you can get your yeah. moments out of it can't you i mean we haven't got the ridiculous heats here that we've got down south i suppose like high 20s is for us i suppose it's just a warm summer for yeah. us it's not you know we're not kind of like in the areas that are so like suffering the most yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right as well. I was saying this to someone at work today, actually. Uh, no, it was on, I was on the phone to somebody. Anyway, regardless, I was saying, yeah, the, the really, really high temperatures are like down there in the south and, you know, up here. It's, yeah. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. I mean, it is, it is a lot in the sun. Like, it is a lot. It, is, it, it does feel intense, but, like, it, you know, you can still sit outside and uh, yeah, have a nice beer and that. Humid as well. It's quite muggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. I guess so. More so in the evenings. I've had a, yesterday was quite nice. Today's been yeah. Today's been more so muggy. I'd say <laughs> today's been more so muggy. Um, it's just me and you today, mate. So I guess I'll have to introduce you properly, and we'll uh, we'll yeah. crack on with the show. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Eh? 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 Yeah. How's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 76, and it is absolutely my pleasure to introduce 
to you, the numero uno originale gestiono. I'm talking about the first ever guest I ever had Jesus here on the Blue Army Christ. podcast. I'm talking about <laughs> Wills McAllister. Willy, Willy, Willy. How's it going, Wills, man? You all right, dude? Yeah, it's not going bad, Skelly. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're all right, you all right. Do you not like that one? I, I, I went to town on that one, you know. This, um... <laughs> oh, it's kind of, you know, it's all in jest when I kind of like... I throw in a little, oh my God. <laughs> I know, I know. It's all in fun and games. And do you know what else is in fun and games, mate? The opening feature of the Blue Army podcast. We've got traditions around here. That's it, mate. You're like, that one. you set me up for them, mate. You set me up for them. We're just a natural double act. We're killing it today, mate. We're going to kill it today. But that means it's time for, of course, the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. Let's <laughs> the blue army podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Joke of the week. Right. This one is a little bit of a head scratcher. Let's see. Let's see if it goes over a few people's okay. heads. We'll see. We'll see. Why couldn't the bike stand up? Oh, why couldn't the bike stand up? Because he was too tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's logical. It's one of those ones. I quite liked it. Yeah, and again, it's a thinker. Again, it's a thinker. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. Yeah, it's it's all right, though. I'll give it. It's I'll clever, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a clever one. Clever I like one. it. I settled yeah. on it. I settled on it. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. right. Wills, what we're going to do basically this week, mate, we're going to treat this week as a little bit of a dress rehearsal. And I'm hoping next week I'm going to have uh, an ex-pro on uh, to do an interview. And then obviously the week after that, the season's open and we get more match reports. So this is kind of a dress rehearsal for match reports again, getting us back into the swing of the old school way of uh, doing the show. And maybe we'll change a few things up. We'll see. We'll see how we get along. But maybe we've got to have a bit of a match report about Carlisle United versus Bolton. It was a really good victory. Obviously, we won 3-1. But before we get there, there's a little bit of news to cover. So let's dive on in, as they say. Um, number uno, I'll stop. I'll stop. I won't carry on doing that, sorry. The first bit of news that I've got for you is, uh, I mean, Kyle Dempsey... Obviously, playing for Bolton on the weekend against Carlisle, went back to his hometown of Maryport, and he and his dad were attacked. And um, I mean, it, I, I, it, I don't, I'm not condoning this kind of behaviour uh, at all. Uh, I'm condemning it. And uh, all, I, all I really want to say about it is, if you see ex-Carlisle United players in the street knocking about, just be cool. They're just human beings. Just be. Cool. I mean, Will's, I mean, it is news. I did want to mention something. I don't know if you've got any comments about it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if someone's kind of, like, thought they can go up and have a go at him because they see him as someone who's kind of, like, big time now or something, you know, it's not it's not good behaviour, you know. It's not like Kurt Zuma's rocked up in Maryport. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there you go. There might have been a bit of a reason for a Kurt Zuma attack. As I'm very aware of. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's just, it's, you know, it's not the right thing to do. Even if you yeah. see Harry McCurdy in the street, just cross the street and you can shout, you can shout things at them and that. There's no need to. Apparently, there was there was a lot of damage done 
And um, it, it, in my opinion, well too far, well too far. Uh, moving on with the news, and we'll carry on on the theme of ex-Carlisle United players. and talking about Jared Bramthwaite and his season-long loan being announced on his way to PSV Eidenhoven and the possibility of him maybe playing a little bit of Champions League football. Um, Wills, what's your opinions on the Dutch Premier League versus potentially, potentially... Um, the English Championship. I mean, I think, it, you know, maybe a lower Premier League team might have took a chance of him on a season-long loan if that's how I bit wanted to go. But, yeah, we're going to go with the Dutch First Division versus the Championship. And what's the better option for Jared there? Do you think it's a good move? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's gone to one of the better teams in the Dutch First Division. And, as you say... Um, possibility of Champions League football for him. I take a PSV are in the Champions League. I haven't actually looked. It's um, like qualifying rounds, I think. Qualify. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it'll, it'll play against the likes of Ajax as well. There's still, you know, there's the top teams in Holland have some, you it's know. It's going to be managed by Rude Van Nistelrooy. I mean, is that, yeah. is, that, is that a good thing as well? I have no idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what he's like as a manager. No, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like, it makes, you know, um, it's probably better for him in terms of an experience than going somewhere like Reading or something and kicking about in the championship for a bit. Go to Holland, play top-level football. Um, you know, I don't know how you would... Right, the quality of football played in most of the Eredivisie versus the Championship. It could well be that the Championship slightly edges it, but nevertheless, you're kind of playing it. You're kind of playing at the top, at the top division, in a you know like a footballing powerhouse. Yeah, uh, all good points as well. I'll point out that I feel like you know if you add up the amount of transfer fees paid from, say, like the English Premier League to the Dutch First Division yeah. and the English Premier League to the English Championship. I reckon the transfer revenue, you know, over the course of like the last five seasons, they're paying closer to 30 to 40 million for players from Holland and they're paying 15 to 12 million for players from the Championship. And, you know, normally English players come with that little bit of a premium on them, which are kind of the players that you'd be expecting signings from the Championship to come from. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm saying with that point is that there seems to be some really good talent in that Dutch division as well. You know, some really good players, some really good competitions, some really good people to embed yourself around. And uh, it, it does seem like the right move for the young uh, former Cumbrian. And uh, we wish him all the best on his season long loan over there in in Holland. Good for him. Good for him. Um more closer to home for us, mates. Paul Simpson came out quite recently, just before the Bolton game, naming a particular Carlisle United youth protege striker. And it's not the one that we have covered quite a lot here on the Blue Army podcast. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the fish. And I'll put in a sound effect yeah. there. The old sound yeah, effect. <laughs> if you can find it. If I can find it, I'll put in the old sound effect there. But yeah, here he comes. But don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, Sam. We've got, we're covering, yeah, a little bit of news here. And yeah, we're talking about Nick Bolandio. I think that's how you say it. And uh, yeah, he's 17 years of age. He's a second year in the youth squads and... He's kind of came from left field, really, but Paul Simpson seems to be a big fan of him. 
how do you feel, Wills, in terms of these 17-year-olds getting talked up by the manager? How much should you take to heart? How much should you just be, you know, taken with a pinch of salt? And what does this mean for Sam Fishburne, potentially? Um, you know, there's there's more competition. And it's kind of like, um, I think, last season when we were talking about the two goalkeepers, players kind of make the step up from a youth level if they're good enough and it doesn't really matter what position they play. So the fact that a striker at the youth level is considered good enough to maybe make a step up um, is kind of being is kind of being used a lot in the friendlies, which suggests that Simpson does kind of see him as someone who who could actually make the step up before the end of the season. Um, Fishburne's already kind of been there for a season. Um, he's, he's going to have a little bit more experience. Um, he just has to he just has to compete. And if we've got a couple of, you know, if we've got a couple of good, uh, you know, a couple of good prospects who are challenging maybe to kind of like start for the first team, then you know, hopefully they both do well. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, yeah. It's a difficult one because obviously I'm such a fan of Sam Fishburne and it does yeah. feel like he's kind of getting pushed aside. But I wouldn't be opposed to him getting put out on loan if that means, you know, then then kind of Nick Bolandio has, has a natural sort of position to step into as that kind of around the periphery kind of striker coming off the bench maybe. Because like in my mind, Sam Fishburne is the much more natural number two to Ryan Edmondson, like the, the, the physicality of both players and for somebody to learn off and... I feel like that would be a more natural kind of fit. But then again, Ryan Edmondson's a young man himself and therefore yeah. maybe not naturally a mentor. And, and, you know, Sam Fishburne's maybe only a year younger than him, year and a half, two years younger than him. So, yeah, I feel like maybe the best thing for Sam Fishburne is to go out on another loan and uh, until January maybe and just, just, just see how that goes. But it is mm. hard for me to say that, but it would be a lot of fun to bring back uh, Fish. Watch, Sam Fishburne watch, whatever we used to call it. And there's the sound effect again, and off he goes, back into the ocean. Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam. We'll see you next time, Sam. Thanks for joining us there. <laughs> Fish watch, or whatever we used to call the old segment. And uh, more news, mate, is uh, obviously we're going to cover the uh, the Carlisle United versus Bolton friendly in a little bit, but some of the news was that Morgan Feeney came off injured very early on in that game. We'll, we'll have a little bit of a look at it during the match report, but what we'll cover here in the news is that it wasn't as bad as it looked and he came off as a precaution and his pre-season will be carrying on pretty much as normal. So don't worry about Morgan Feeney and the incident didn't uh, wasn't as bad as it looked basically and he's absolutely fine and somebody else is absolutely fine uh, somebody that I saw with my own eyes uh, because I have spies these days around the Brunton Park pitch and uh, Omari Patrick was at Brunton Park on Saturday a lot of people are worried that Omari Patrick's maybe Jones in for a move trying to get away and the manager keeps trying to put across the point that he's injured he was in Foxy's lounge he was taking pictures with a couple of people and uh, you know he seems really happy to be about the place he's just not ready to be playing yet uh, so don't worry we don't think he's going anywhere and I don't think he's going anywhere I saw him myself I don't think he's going anywhere um, should we move on to the match report Wills? Yeah, yeah, I did what you asked me to do and I watched the match, so... <laughs> yeah, all of it, you can't watch all of it, bloody hell, that would have been it. No, quite, <laughs> quite a long highlight, so I've made, 
I've made comments. Well, yeah, I've kind of like assessed the highlights. Nice, nice. Mm. All right. Well, we normally do it in like a chronologically kind of order, but before yeah. we crack on with the match report, uh, I'll go through the Carl United starting lineup for their friendly against Bolton Wanderers. In goal was Thomas Hoyley, and uh, the rest of the formation is just a bit middle D in pre season. So we're just going to go by the numbers uh, Owen Moxon, Morgan Feeney, Jordan Gibson, Callum Guy, Ryan Edmondson, Brennan Dickinson, Christian Dennis, John Mellish, Finn Back, and Ben. Barclay. So uh, Finn back obviously getting pushed into the team and also Ben Barclay again uh, being given the opportunity to start another preseason game. Is this the starting lineup for the season? Is this strong enough? Does this look good to you? This looks pretty good to me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, possible. Um, I mean, there's still obviously um, Amari Patrick, you know, there's you know, there's still kind of like players who aren't involved at the moment who hopefully will be around. Yeah, you're quite right. Yeah, there's a couple of players coming back. Maybe Jamie Debbitt as well might make an impact and, and uh, yeah. his way in there. And um, somebody that's been really impressing a lot in preseason is Owen Moxon. And he's somebody that I've kind of highlighted in the early stages of the game. Carlisle were under the cosh for the early stages of the game. A lot of chances for Bolton, it seemed. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to wander out onto the paddock around five minutes into the game. I did see the first two goals, so I had a little bit of highlight and a little bit of real-life knowledge. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail. In the early stages of the game, it did look like Bolton were giving Carlisle a lot of worries in terms of possession but when the ball was coming towards the box mate it didn't look like we were under that much threat most of the Bolton opportunities coming from either outside the area or we're getting squashed out in the box so for me that kind of leans itself into a counter-attacking strategy and a tactic um I mean how did you feel about the opening stages when we looked under the cost against Bolton how did the defense react for you um, so I can make a few notes on those early kind of like highlights where it seems to be Bolton attacks. Uh, Carlisle's defense seem you know, there seemed to be just a case of like the defense maintaining a shape. Um, a couple of things though, um, were one with Gibson winning the ball after a Bolton throw in, but then, well, I think Dickinson wins the ball, passes to Gibson. Um, Gibson doesn't spot danger behind him and loses it again. Um, then the highlight after that, more just Bolton passing it around, looking for the breakthrough. And when they do get through, um, and I can't, I can't tell who most of the players are in the highlights because it's quite low. Right? So, <laughs> so a Carlisle defender shepherds the ball back to Holy, but I'm not sure who that was. Um, I've got more Bolton passing around. Yeah, so there's a couple of kind of like bright moments for Bolton. Um, they had one with their right winger guy wearing the number twenty one shirt beats a couple of Carlisle players before cutting in. Um, there's a couple where Holy does you know he's quick off his line and is able to smother or block 
Yeah, the uh, people look uh, really good sort of coming out. There was the obviously the early on in this in the stage of the game, there was the injury to Morgan Feeney. And I yeah. feel like that's a defender you're talking about, maybe ushering the ball back. And you can see Hoyley like really waving his hand uh, for, for there to be some kind of assistance on the pitch. And before the game, Thomas Hoyley was getting pitches with some of the fans. He looks to be really settling in here at yeah. Brooklyn Park, becoming quite the favourite. And, and uh, you know, he looked really concerned for his teammate there. So more accreditation for the characteristics of what is surely to be a wonderful, very tall, friendly giant of a sign-in. Um, but yeah, Carlisle did look like they were happy to soak up the attack from Bolton. You know, yeah, there was some yeah. good play from that right winger, like you mentioned, but it, it didn't look like at any stage Carlisle were really threatened um, yeah, until like, after we scored the goal. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I think like Bolton were a little bit wasteful or, you know, too patient in a few on a few occasions where just kind of passing it around quite a lot, looking for some sort of breakthrough. And a couple of them were just kind of like, take a really poor shot in the end that doesn't really trouble the keeper. But because you don't have the context of seeing what came before all those highlights, you know, you don't know, like, do we just have constant Bolton attacks because that's kind of like what the game plan of both teams is going to be or are Carlisle not, you know, not in control of the midfield enough and that's why Bolton keep being on the attack? Yeah, you know it's it's hard to tell without seeing you know you you know um you, you know you're only seeing the highlights after the attack started so it seems like kind of Bolton had the upper hand but don't know what the context of that is you know whether that's something that we should be criticizing Carlisle for for letting them have all those attacks or whether that's just kind of part of the game sit back contain them let them pass it around and then shoot from outside the area. It, it, it felt like they were very sort of like happy to deal with you know Bolton outside of the box and when they when they got cl- when they were in the box they were very quick to question them out and, yeah. and it seemed very sort of like easy to see uh, who was maybe assigned to who or maybe it's a zonal marking system but it looks like it's working is what I'm trying to say it looks like it's working and yeah. the points getting across from the coach to the player about how he wants the team to defend and um Maybe a point that didn't get across straight away for Bolton is how they wanted their number five to defend. And uh, it was really odd, actually, for me. I was watching uh, right from, from the, basically the touchline when, when the first goal went in. And I, I, from that moment, I was keeping an eye on that number five. And to be fair, he played a very similar ball that was uh, caught by Carlisle a couple of moments before the opportunity came for the goal. And he looked very unsure very unsure, but for some reason yeah. the goalkeeper kept going to him and after the mistake, he the goalkeeper was almost like orchestrating him where to pass the ball once he passed it to him. He's like, pass it left, pass it right, pass it. And the Bolton manager gave that instruction to the goalkeeper to sort of like help him out, help him with the communication kind of thing. So they were determined for this number five to be a ball-playing defender. And uh, I don't know why, but I mean, like, this wasn't the only mistake that he made. And yeah. the mistake that I'm talking about now is um, it was a, it's a poor ball. He had plenty of time. He could have gone far with it he could have gone back to his goalkeeper with it but for some reason he tried to play a, a, not even a clever ball into the midfield that was easily cut out because it was closer to Owen Moxon than it was to his own player easily cut out by Moxon and uh, I mean he, he was like a rat up a drain pipe mm. he was fantastic his reaction on the ball uh, nice little one-two touch before he plays the ball into the path of Ryan Edmondson and Ryan Edmondson did have the opportunity 
to square it. There was somebody in the middle. It would have been an easy finish, but he had the confidence to do a really nice finish and i feel like that speaks volumes and what also speaks volumes is that he looked straight down the camera lens and gave it that weird little hashtag logo that he likes to do for some reason um (laughs) i noticed all those things mate and um my my question to you is what would you do and what do you like to see out of your striker in that position when there is the opportunity to square it um no you know I, i i want the person leading the line to to be the sort of player who'll take it on himself and, you know, just coolly slot it home like Edmondson did there. You know, mm-hmm. got to have confidence in his own ability. And That's very cool. Yeah, there's a time to square it, but, you know, you want your main striker to, you know, if, if, if like, it's even 30% better chance for him to have it than and 70% better. That's really badly explained. If it's even like, <laughs> if, if like, which is the best decision, you know, even if he's not the player in the best position, you know, if, if he's a good striker and he's got the confidence that he can finish from there, because you can, you can, you know, you can screw up an attempt to, uh, to pass it. No, so, it's, you know, it's, it's, I thought it was impressive. Like I thought it was impressive the way that he took on the chance. He had a lot of confidence to do it and a lot of confidence and celebration as well from Mr. Edmondson. Now, the second goal came uh, a couple of moments later, but there was more mistakes being made by the number five. And like I said, it was very clear. It became very clear that that was their game plan going forward. And if any Bolton fans are listening to this, I'd be very worried uh, if that is your game plan going forward for that number five to be a ball playing defender, let's maybe 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 let him just be a defender. He looked pretty decent as a defender, but uh, maybe, maybe yeah. I'm speaking too soon. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And um, Carlisle got the second goal from a corner, mate, and it maybe was another mistake by the Bolton defence being a little bit slow to react. There was a nice corner in to the box that came towards the back post. Mellish seemed to have quite a bit of time to decide whether he wanted to smash it towards the goal or play a nice little sliced cross across the goal. And uh, that lovely little sliced cross was met by the diving head of Mr Ben Barkley, who scored his sort of like first pre-season goal kind of thing for Carlisle United. Does it count? Does it not count? It it counts in terms of confidence, probably. Um, It's, you know, a two-point up against... Two goals up against a team in the division above you yeah. just before you're going in for half time. It's a bit positive vibes, isn't it? It's good stuff. What did you think about the goal? I think you know there was a certain air of fortune about the goal. Um yeah. Yeah. it comes it, it comes to Mellish and his first attempt comes back off Cody Whelan's ass. So it's kind of <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like fortunate that that comes back to his feet so that he can have another goal. And then and then he hits it quite hard across goal. It's not a particularly great cross because it. And I think um, uh, Barkley has to be a bit acrobatic to uh, to get his head on it, but does well. So it's a, there's a bit of fortune about it. There, so, um, you know, it was a good bit of pressure because we had two corners. We had two corners in like succession after. After an attack started by him across, you know, uh, Dickinson, so like uh, r- running down the wing, and there was a bit of fortune then as well in that um, Dickinson crosses it, and 
it looks like the Renault Carlisle attack is really threatening it, but the Bolton defender, and I don't know if it's that number five you were talking about, but it looks like there's some kind of miscommunication between the defender and the keeper because the defender hits it out for the corner when he doesn't really need to. So there's three kind of moments there where kind of like things have gone Carlisle's way, but it, you know it all came from just applying a bit of pressure to Bolton. There's something about that that gets the atmosphere up in the stadium, yeah. that gets fans excited when when you know you get in the rub of the green. It does actually get people. What's the word for it, mate? It does actually get people a little bit more optimistic about things when you're actually getting a bit of good luck on the pitch, doesn't it? And yeah. There's a little bit of consistency behind the good luck, the good times, you know, good vibes. What are you going to say? Yeah, and the way Mellish takes the corner when it comes to him, even though I have kind of said he gets a bit lucky because it comes off Corey Whelan's arse and back to him, <laughs> and then he hits it, and, and then he hits it across quite hard at Ben Barkley, but Ben Barkley manages to kind of direct it with his head in an awkward sort of jump that he does. But That's very I mean, good. those things are both like are both very John Mellish. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like part of the Mellish magic, but he never quite looks <laughs> it. He never quite looks in control, but it it does come off for him more often than it doesn't. So there must be some some control there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just be, just before uh, half time, just before Carlisle went into and look, there was a corner by Bolton that was met at the near post. It seemed like a nice little set piece routine. Carlisle maybe caught a little bit napping because we're two nil up against a high team so I don't want to criticize them too much there they went in for half time two nil up and I mean like we were already saying you know it's great two nil up against a team above yeah positive times are going but when we came out for the second half Bolton it was more of the same from the same way that they came out for the first half it looked like they had a little bit more control of things and and I think the penalty decision was a little bit harsh I feel like, you know, the defender did it as much as he possibly could to not make contact with the attacker. And, you know, the attacker just sort of went with his momentum. And I feel like it was a little bit unfair uh, what happened there. I, th- I think it was Edmondson trying to track back in. I'm not sure. Yeah. I thought it was a number nine that I saw. I'm not 100% sure, but a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. And uh, the goalkeeper went the right way for the penalty, but just couldn't save it, which is a little bit unbelievable for somebody that's six foot seven. But there we go. Um, maybe a bit slow to get down to his corners there. Um, what do you feel about the penalty, mate? Was it a little bit harsh for you? It's one of those sort of like pre-season ones, isn't it? Like they, they, might, not, they might go one way, they might go the other during the season. Um, I mean, you can argue against it, but, you know, you've got to be careful in the area when... You know, when he gone up to attacker, he you know, he gives the attacker a bump and in those situations, uh striker's gonna go down, get the penalty, and I don't think Carlisle can really complain about that too much. Um, if that happened in a competitive match, I think I'd probably be saying the same thing that can't really complain about it too much if you're not you know, if you're not careful enough in the box and you give the um attacker a chance to go down like that, a bit of a bump, then he's going to go down and the referee will point to the spot. And he does, you know, he points to the spot right away. So yeah. just just need to be more careful with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit unlucky, a little bit unlucky on that occasion. And like I said, the goalkeeper did go the right way. I could imagine a man of his frame, he's going to save a few. He's going to save a few. If we give away a few penalties, you could imagine a man of yeah. his size, he's probably going to end up saving a few penalties. Hopefully. Yeah. Don't have any of his penalty stats to hand or anything, but hopefully. Um, I mean, 
the game looked like it was just going to grind itself out into a pre-season friendly, you know, get your fitness up kind of fixture. Substitutes were becoming a little bit thick and fast, but Bolton were still trying to chip away at Carlisle a little bit and Carlisle put up a good, nice, resilient front and uh, they were rewarded for that with another goal. The ball was won back in the midfield and put through into around the six-yard box and then squared into Dennis, who kind of roughly managed to bounce the ball into the back of the net. And it shows the versatility of Dennis. It was a really nice sort of counter-attacking play. And if that's the kind of football we're going to be playing next season, I'm all for it, mate. I'm absolutely all for it. It was a nice, nice bit of football up until the finish. The finish didn't look cool. Like, if the, if the finish looked a bit cooler, I'll give it, like, more of a higher mm. mark. But it was a little bit scruffy of a finish. But... Hey-ho, there you go, 3-1 yeah. against Bolton. Yeah, I mean, the ball takes a deflection off a defender and bounces up at an awkward height for Dennis, so he's, he's kind of got to get his foot into a bit of a weird position up near his stomach in order to kind of get the ball in. But it's it's the sort of skill that strikers have, you know, they can get their feet into their, you know, into those awkward positions in order to direct the ball towards the goal. Um, you know, that's what Dennis does and that's because he's an experienced striker and it's sort of, it's sort of like potentially see Dennis and Edmondson being a good strike partnership if they've kind of got that, Dennis being the wily one and Edmondson's kind of like the more young, confident, sort of like Charlie White type player. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of uh, good attacking options at Carlisle United. In fact, why not do a Skelly shit stirrer? Since we're at the end of the match report, <laughs> let's bring back another feature. Skelly's shit stirrer, Wills. I'm going to ask yeah. you a provincial question. I don't know. A question. A provincial that, question. A provoking question. <laughs> a question that provokes opinion, let's say. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to be Carlisle United's top goal scorer at the end of the season? I'm going to go with Edmondson. It's like your bet, Edmondson. I was yeah. going to go with Dennis. I feel like he's an outside favourite. I, yeah. I feel like Dennis is going to grind out a lot of games. It's going to be quite clinical next season. What's making you feeling so confident about Edmondson? Um, I just like his building, the look of him. Um, maybe he just reminds me a bit of Charlie Wyke. Obviously, yet to see whether he has all the skills that Charlie Wyke has. Um, I liked his running onto the ball you know, and that first goal, you know, the kind of confidence and the cool finish. Yeah, I just, I'm pinning my hopes for this season on him. Yeah, yeah. I feel I don't feel like he's a player that's going to get injured a lot either. I feel like there's a lot about him. He's going to play a yeah. lot of games because he's quite young and I don't feel like stamina is going to be an issue for him during the season. And, uh, mate, Let's go out on a new feature just before we say bye to people. It's time for On This Day. And on this day in 2006, Mr. Greg Abbott joined Carla United for the first time as an assistant manager and quickly became a fan favourite with his direct media style. Uh, I, I don't remember too much of his direct media style in the early days before he became a manager. And uh, at the moment, he does seem to be a little bit of a figure. You know, he does seem to be a part of the Carla United fabric, more so than uh, Holdsworth was, you know, taking pictures and that kind of things with new signings and, and uh 
press pictures with Simo and around the squad and being involved in the changing room around pre-season. He looks like a really good influence around Brunton Park, doesn't he, Mr. Greg Abbott? You know, he seems like a really good signing. And uh, when they first brought him in, it seemed like a bit of a no-brainer, a really good signing as well. How do you feel he's done with his summer recruitment, Wills? If you have to give him a mark out of 10. Um, I'd give him probably at the moment still just kind of like seven or eight because the job's not done yet. We've still kind of got gaps. We've not got a, you know, we've not got a full squad together yet, I feel. So um, it's, it's too early, I think, for me to put him anything above like 7.5. Nah, with, that's fair. Some, I mean, like some of his signings look pretty good. Just um, hope, hope to see. Uh, I don't know, a couple more maybe. Has there been that? Positions. Has there been that sign out market signing for you yet? Has there been that player yet? Do you think we're going to get that? Um, I don't know. I don't know that we kind of like really have the resources to get, as in like um, a player who is fresh off the back of doing well, either in this division or even the division below, if sought after enough. That kind of what you mean by a marquee signing? It's not really the sort... Yeah, just just somebody with a bit of reputation, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I can kind of like see us making that kind of signing right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, wise words from Wills. We'll close the show this week. Thank you very much for joining me for episode 67. Wills, it's been a pleasure. Do you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it's been great. Um, nice to have a yeah, nice to have a match to talk about. It is it survived it though. This heat, man, this heat, Jesus. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do now to get around this heat? Um, I'm going to go and have a takeaway and eat it in the park. Ooh, that nice little garden next to your house on the park. Yeah, um, uh, Rickaby Park. Rickaby, oh fair man, fair. Yeah. fair. Well. Maybe when it cools down a little bit, when I get the dog out, I might see you out and about. We'll see, Wills. We'll see. But for now, mate, there's only one left. One last thing left for us to do. The heat's got to me, mate. The heat's got yeah. to me. There's only one last thing left for us to do. And that's to say, bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team.
With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.